And then just to let you know, I'm live on TikTok myself. So there's people right now saying hi from Houston. You know, that's your guys' area in uh, in Texas. So if, if anybody asks us questions based on the conversation, I'll bring it up too, you know? That's oh, cool. perfect. I like that. I, w- I will go live on TikTok, but I only have like two followers. <laughs> hey, I'm no, one no. of them. I am <laughs> one of them. <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? Nope, I already messed up. <laughs> Dang, I was just practicing that, and I already forgot the intro to my okay. own podcast. Too hard, too fast. See what happens when you, you go sober. Look yeah, at the sober. <laughs> the memory, the memory, the, the it's barely starting. Yeah, like in college, they used to say, "Hey, if you if you study drunk, you gotta take the test drunk. That way, mm. you remember everything you study." Yeah. Hey, welcome back to Too Hard, Too Fast, the podcast with strong opinions about things that we may or may not know too much about. Yes. In order to broaden perspectives. In today's Ooh. episode, Tuesday, Thursday, I know nothing about Life Coach. So we brought Jesse, Life Coach. He's coming to us from California. That's why he looks brighter over there. You know, that's ah. that state. So I mean- Wait, no, that's Florida. Dang, messed it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Jesse, thanks for joining us. Things look a little different. Worm is not with us, but Judith is with us today. She's co-hosting. Uh, she actually knows Jesse very well. Thank you uh, for bringing him on. Jesse, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Perfect. So sit back, buckle up. Let's go too hard, too fast. Boom. Boom. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome to Too Hard, Too Fast. Too Hard, Too Fast. Too Hard, Too Fast. Too Hard, Too Fast. Welcome to Too Hard. Too fast. Bueno, pues aquí estamos en vivo de la ciudad de San Antonio, Texas. Aquí estamos con Jorge, el gusano y la hermana del gusano, uh, Judith y yo mismo, Life Coach Jesse. Uh, gracias por estar en este show. Los esperamos. Uh, Sábado mira, gigante. Mi gente de San Antonio. Tacuache cut. Tacuache cut. Y el Pinche worm, no stop. Pinche worm. All right, Jesse. So, like I said, I have no idea what a life coach is. So, I'm coming in very ignorant and I'm going to ask you some questions that may be a little bit offensive and uh, just going a little too hard, too fast on it. My, it. my approach is not to offend you, but it's to like, Kind of get in that mind of people that are like, ah, pinche life coach. What does that say? Why do you need a life yes. coach? Yes. You know? So that's, that's where good. I want to come from because I want to open up perspectives to the people that main state or even like therapy, like any form of therapy that were like, nah, mm-hmm. you don't need it way. So stuff yeah. like that. Like I want to come in that direction. But uh, first off, kind of tell us your backstory. Where are you from? Um, I know we said California. Are you originally from California? Yeah, so I, I was born in California, La Mirada. I'm 30 years young. Uh, I'm five foot ten. For those that care about stature, Ooh, uh, giving us I'm, his dating I'm, profile. Exactly. How did you know? I, I was, dude. You're you're a mind reader. I was just about to say I'm on dating know. apps, so it's like I'm so used to just stating what's on my profile with people because people want to know. Some dating apps they don't have your height, and that's one of the things women care about. So five foot ten. One one hundred and eighty five pounds. For those that want to know, uh, my background is uh, I've always been entrepreneur. I'm the oldest. Uh, my my mom's from Zacatecas. My dad's from León. Uh, I like to say that I'm from my spirit animals from Colombia. Uh, I love salsa. Uh, 
And yeah, no kids, never been married. No kids that I know of, right? That's a common joke that everybody says. Uh, <laughs> and no wives that I know of. Uh, I don't think I was ever that that intoxicated where somebody where I married a woman. <laughs> no wives, no wives. So you sound like a perfect catch so far, man. Um, uh, bye. All right. So where are you guys from? Houston? I am I'm originally. I'm from uh, Pedras Negras, Coahuila. That's where I was born. Jeez, that uh, sounds like some uh, like some Jumanji stuff. Pedras, <laughs> pretty much. It's actually it's a border town at, in the border of Texas. Uh, I was born there. I only lived there for like a year, uh, and then moved to Texas, um, where my parents. My dad is originally from Austin, so we, my 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 mom's from Mexico, and we kind of just like they kind of just stayed in the middle between Austin and Mexico. And so it's a small town, Eagle Pass. We call it the True EP. Okay. <laughs> so you look EP at Judas. <laughs> Judas, where are you from, Judas? I'm from uh, El Paso, Texas. The EP, fake EP. The True EP, EP right here. <laughs> hey. So uh, let me ask you this before we go into like life coach and stuff. Uh, I've been reading some stuff on like decolonization and kind of stuff like that. What do you consider yourself? Mexican American, Hispanic? Do you feel comfortable talking about that? Are you Latino, Latinx? Yeah, I feel I feel definitely comfortable talking about anything, man. You could ask any question. I'm a I'm very transparent, very straight to it. Uh well, uh through through my nature, I'm Mexican. I but I honestly I'm I'm a human being. That's what I say. You know, I'm a human being and it's not anything where it's like I'm woke or anything. I feel like there's a lot of categories that box people that create division and therefore we don't relate to one another. And uh, I mean, somebody could have tattoos and there's all these stereotypes attached to someone who has tattoos, you know, I could be Mexican and somebody, and then they see that, Oh, you don't like spicy food. Oh, how could you be like, I thought you were Mexican. You were supposed to like spicy food. So I, I never negate anything. I say I'm Mexican. I say I'm Latino. I'm a Latino man. And I say, uh, but I, ultimately I just, I say, I fall down to I'm a Christian man. That's honestly what I say. That's that's the that's the. If I was to say the word label, that's what I say. I'm a Christian man. Nice. But to be honest, to be honest, now everybody just knows me as Life Coach Jesse. That's just that's <laughs> just it. So I, I guess my I guess my name is my brand, and my brand is my identity. It's yeah. true because when George is all, oh, what's his name? Whatever, I was like, oh, his name's Jesse, but he goes by Life Coach Jesse. That's what I told George Rayleigh. Like, yeah, I still yeah. Mentioned so, it. so it, yeah, so it's not like uh, it goes to show how well I brand myself. You could say that, but it also shows that like it just makes sense. Like when you get to know me for hopefully just by this one day, like you'll get in it. It just be like, oh, well, that's who he is. It just makes sense, right? Just like somebody could be. Pastor something, Pastor Jorge, right? Pastor Jorge. Yeah, don't put that juju on me. To... <laughs> hey, no, no, I don't believe in that, bro. But like somebody could hold you accountable to 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 that, you know? Uh, for me, uh, life coach does not mean that I'm better than anybody. I'll tell you that, you know, that's, but we'll get into that later when you ask questions. Perfect. perfect. Uh, yeah, no, I was just wondering, it, since you, I didn't realize that you were uh, of Hispanic or Mexican descent, I would just, when you mentioned that, I was like, oh, let me ask him just because for some reason, well, I have yeah. a friend that kind of got me into uh, this, like reading into the decolon- decolon- wow, I can't even say it, decolonization. Uh, and then my okay. wife is really into it as well. Like she kind of like reads up on it and 
you know, just so I've been studying up just in case I ever like have to talk to someone about it on the podcast. I know what I'm talking about a little bit, but so so what does it mean? What is it reference to? Because I never heard it of kinda, it. It kind of it kind of you know like how some like, people might get offended. Well, honestly, I know very little of it, but you know what? This is too hard, too fast. We don't check facts, so I'm just gonna go with what I understand. And yeah, 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 yeah. We're kind of cool. like. You know, and from Mexico, you know how the Spaniards came in and they colonized, colonized, they made a colonization out of the Aztec and uh, Native Americans and Mayans and all that. And then, you know, after that, we became mestizo. And from there, we started getting labels like even, I guess, I, there's something to do with the Catholic religion as well. And then how we're known as Mexican instead of just mestizos and where the that stem to okay. like, oh are you Hispanic do you consider yourself Latino Chicano uh things like that so it's it's all stemming from yeah, that like it, all it's those all labels. these okay and, yeah and, and that's and that's what I'm saying like yeah go ahead sorry no 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 you're good I uh I think it's also like in the U.S. kind of version it's not just uh, it's you know they came from uh, from uh, Britain and they colonized over here and the same thing happened to the end. But there's more there. There's more people that go up in arms with that. Um, so yeah. I need to read so, more yeah, of that I, right I, now. I, I really... just read the, the the Mexican version of it just because that's where I am from and I kind of just wanted to know a little more about that. Still not very well versed, but Ooh. what do you think? No, I, I think it's important because I, I, I'm diverse. You know, like as a coach, I will talk to different people. My my Christian beliefs are never like, that's not what I base my coaching on. It just so happens that I could be myself. I'm a, I'm a free man, right? So I could be myself and it gives me the liberty to connect with people that, that relate to me. Uh, I have friends that are really into like the Aztec heritage, right? And that they take really pride and honor. Like that's the root where they come from. But then I ask myself, if if you if you take so much pride in that, would you still be okay practicing certain things like sacrificing children, sacrificing humans, things of that nature? Because when you take pride of your history, you got to take pride of everything. In my opinion, the whole thing, the good and the bad. Right? For instance, I say Colombia all the time, even though I'm not Colombian. I am Colombian in spirit. Uh, I know a lot of Colombians, one of the things that for so long they fought was to remove the history of like, hey, they're, they're not any part of the cocaine or Pablo Escobar or things like that. It was like a stain in their heritage, you know, so uh, things of like that. And now they're, they're coming up with a Colombian Disney movie for the first time. It's, it's something interesting, you know, because they just first they just did the for the Mexican culture. They did. Uh, what is it? Coco. Mm -hmm. right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And now, yeah. They're, now they're doing that Colombian one. So it's very refreshing to see. Uh, our cultures being damaged the good the good part because disney is always going to promote the good part they're never going to promote all the negative like for instance lion king let's talk about lion king man that's one of my favorite movies but how often do you hear like hey be like a lion you got to be hungry bro but hey do you know that lions they they go into different uh prides and then they kill who is ever in charge and then they eat the babies so it's like is that is that because when you look at lion king uh, well, Scar killed Mufasa, and in one of the scenes, he's holding a lion skull. They say that that was Mufasa, you know, mm -hmm. but Disney doesn't talk about that. So uh, I, I think it's very, like, if we're going to take honor in our history, let's not negate the, the, the bad side. Well, not the bad side, but the whole thing, you know, the ugly. Yeah, and I think I wanted to say when you were saying take pride in, like, 
the bad stuff, like the the, the sacri sacrificing of human life, I think it's not taking pride. It's more like not, like you said, not negating to also say, say yes. hey, there was some bad to that culture belief too. Like, And I think in everything, and you know, you look at American history, a U.S. history, you look at Texas history, you look at, you know, Mexico's history, or even like Aztecs and Mayans, as you were saying, every culture has a negative thing where you the culture needs to develop and become better. And like, hey, as a life coach, you know this very well. Everybody as a human needs to develop. You know, you made mistakes throughout your life. You need, you need to, to get grow. better. You need to grow mm -hmm. from yes. knowing this was bad and now we're doing better. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. The, the acknowledgement of it. I was talking to a girl, right? That I'm, I'm recently single, but I'm already on the on the on the dating field, getting to know, right? <laughs> I'm, I moved on quick, and too 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 hard, too fast. Talk about too hard, too fast. Somebody, too could say, too fast. So somebody could say, somebody could say, somebody could say, hey, bro, you went too hard, too fast. And it's like to me, uh, too fast is is an opinion. It, it's a perspective because it's it's a projection on themselves on how how they would do it. But when you're truly ready, hence my when when you, if you see me on social media, I say text I'm ready to this number. It's not just because it's a cute thing; it's because I really want people that say, "Hey, I'm ready," right? So, nevertheless, uh, I, I went out. I forgot what I was going to say. So, I'm back in the dating game, yeah. right? I'm back in the dating game, and I'm seeing the differences of, of of things that are out there. You know what people take pride on, blah blah blah. Their past. So. First day, it was great. I was like, wow, she has everything that my ex didn't. Like, she's into fitness. She's goal-orientated, et cetera, et cetera. And I can say this because I already told her in person, so I don't care that it's recorded, right? However, if I base it on that and I go too hard, too fast, like I did in my last relationship, I'd be like, hey, that's it. I'm going to be in a new relationship. It's unwise. I waited a week. This girl just called me last night about 10 p.m. saying that she wanted to talk. Turns out she's going to AA meetings, right? Right. Mental, mental health. She's getting sober. Uh, she's been sober for a few months and things are triggering her now. So what I'm seeing was it's like, wow, it's important to maybe not to go too hard, too fast in certain areas. You know? Oh, yeah, man. I agree with that. I think uh, right before you got on, uh, Judith and I were talking about um, me. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about me and just kind of like making some changes in my life where I realized I was going too hard, too fast, too much. And um, yeah, I, I think I, I think that needs to be added. I think that needs to be added to the phrase because somebody could say, is it is it bad to go too hard, too fast? Again, it's subjective. But too much, then yes, then we could already. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. good stuff. Yeah, we'll that's when it goes there. into maybe the negative. We try to keep too hard, too fast as positive, fun, uh, a happy thing to come and you know, forget about the real world a little bit and listen to somebody else's perspective um, and open up. Uh, but yeah, too much. You can never have too much of this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. If you're listening, too much is okay. <laughs> yeah. But when you're having too hard, uh, when you're going too hard, too fast, too much on certain things, let's say alcohol, I don't know, drug of choice, whatever your drug of choice is, or what going out, yeah. there could be a, a million food. It could be a, a whole bunch of things. Too much is it's not too good. So, yeah. So we were talking, and I was like, ah, I had to change some certain aspects. If you notice, usually we start the podcast um, with a drink review. Uh, it's all Judith. Ah, you know, I had to cut down a little bit. So I, 
All I'm drinking is water today. I think that's going to be oh, drinking for a good while. I have yeah, coffee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I brought the mini version. <laughs> for real. Uh, but you know what, George? That's you growing. Like you growing, I feel. Well, the problem is, is me growing. I was growing in this direction. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I needed it to cut down a little bit. And I was like, ah, we'll switch off for a little bit. But like, um, anyways, it's just improving ourselves. And like you said, I gotta, you gotta be able to say I'm ready. And I think at this point I was like, I don't know if I'm ready, but it needs to be done. I need to get back into the gym. Maybe not the gym yet. I'm still, I started building a gym in my back room. Mm -hmm. So I kind of enjoy that not having to drive to the gym. I kind of just like wake up yeah. to the other room and my that one room, turn off all the fans and it just gets like a sauna. So I love working out and they're just drenched sweat. Um, yeah, so and, and, and that's change. a good conversation. That's a good conversation to have too, because during this pandemic, right, we all, uh, a lot of people were dealing with things. I, I business went up for me because all of a sudden you don't have the. It's called escapism, right? Where you escape. Uh, you could escapism by like imagining things. You could escape by uh, having a, another life, right? And one of the things I realized is like you know what? I don't really need to be at a gym with a bunch of people. I, I'm at a point where it's like, hey, man, I just, I just want to get my workout in, right? So I don't know if you guys could relate. As you get older, the less time you want to spend with more people and the more time you want to spend with yourself or with the people close to you and just build on that, right? That's something that I, where I'm at. And it's funny to, for, me, for me to say, like, it's not to say that I'm not a people person. No, I've just been wise with who I give my time to, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm, three, I'm three years sober. You know, uh, sobriety is, is something that's important. And I mean, what are the odds that yesterday I was with that girl, right? So here here was a breakthrough. I got to appreciate and acknowledge that a woman called me, a woman. We're not talking about a man. A woman was open and transparent within the first week of knowing me uh, that, hey, things are triggering her. She, she's taking AA. I did not know that in the first two days. In the first two days, every woman, this, every woman who's on a dating app, for the most part, is going to come across as this. Hey, uh that they're ready for serious relationship, that they're tired of the BS, that they don't want to play no games. Guess what happens? A, a good, we'll, we'll leave this question. You could write it down and ask me later is how is the dating life for a life coach? That's a very interesting thing to be like, who do I date? Right. That's a, we'll, we'll put that on the other side, on the other video, but it's interesting for me, for her to call me and say that she's in AA, that she grew up with uh, an abusive father. Right. So she almost sounds like a client. And let me tell you how I met her. She we met on a dating app a year ago and apparently she only dates one person at a time. Right. And she messaged me on Instagram recently, but I didn't see the message. My assistant who runs my social media messaged her and she messaged me. Hey, uh, I feel like I missed out on a great guy. I hope you still want to meet sometime in the future. And my assistant said, hey, thank you. <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't get it because uh, she, she doesn't know people skills she has no people skills like that oh, so then no. recently now that i'm single I, I i downloaded instagram and i went on the app and the message like what who's this girl so i messaged her and, I, and we hung out and it was like wow like th this could potentially be something real real good too hard too fast or too good too quick too, too good too much too soon and but she or opened good up to be and true. now i have something uh, well, nothing. Here's the thing. One of the things I teach my clients is expect nothing, accept everything. So I don't get my hopes up. I don't expect anything. You know, uh, I, I just show up. There's power in the show up. So now that she told me this last night, I have something to process. And guess what was the question that I was wanting to ask her? 
I was like, let me ask you something. I'm not going to say her name. Uh, do you, are you that, do you want to date exclusively? Because if so, I don't want to disrespect you. And I don't want to date. I don't want to, I, I don't want to do that to you because I can't right now I'm dating for, for, for purpose. And I want to keep my options open while, because you're not the one right now, but I still want to get to know you. But something told me, don't go too hard, too fast. Don't ask that question because I'd be rushing into it. And now look, she calls me yesterday. So now it's, it kind of gives me the reason why to slow down a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. But back back to the alcoholism. I was talking to my friend. One of the reasons why I got sober, get closer and, to and God. And I'm glad you're, hold on, before all that, I'm glad you, you, the question was that and you didn't ask it. But also I'm glad that the question wasn't, are you ready for a pick? Because then, you know, that would be too hard to pass. Wait, <laughs> are, you, are you ready for a who? A <laughs> for a pick? <laughs> Sorry, I just a, had... A pick. what is that? What's, uh, um, What's a D? Uh, oh, uh, never mind. We'll cut it up. <laughs> <laughs> a penis. Sorry. A penis. I mean, you, oh, okay, 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 okay. okay I got you. The yeah, for me, I, I, I'm very. Uh, yeah. Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> I just there's just jokes. Yeah, there's just jokes. Yeah, yeah, jokes I've never been. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Imagine, imagine wrong pictures to the clients. I know. <laughs> oh, Whoa, I know. what's going on? I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, nah, yeah, nah. yeah so I don't, I don't take pictures. Three, I don't. You're three years sober. Yeah, I'm three years sober, and uh, it's funny when you go sober. The second that you say you're gonna give up something, things start popping up. All of a sudden, damn, dude, what was this when we were going? Now, man, I'm always, a, I was always the one buying drinks. Uh, but getting sober, here's the thing, I. I used to live by Drake's quote. I'm in a fraternity, by the way. And Drake's quote back in 2009 was, I live for the moments that I'll never remember with the people I'll never forget. And I was like, yeah, that's my lifestyle. But then I realized that I, I didn't remember most nights I was going out with. Like, I, it's just, it was fun, but I didn't remember what I, most of the things that I did other than dance, meet girls and, and go out, right? Then the other saying is this, I don't, I don't drink. I only drink when I go out. It is minimizing and justifying that you always drink when you go out and with people. So what that communicates, and it's a question that I ask myself is, I realized that I was justifying and minimizing because it's like the question I had to ask myself, does that mean I always drink when I go out with people? And if so, does that mean that that's a codependency issue because I need a substance like alcohol for liquid courage because all this marketing, Budweiser, Bud Light, the all these rap videos what they did was they created a perception and a reality that you need something to represent that you're having a good time you know the number one thing people do when they go out is one freaking two when they get to the place they go straight to the bar to get a drink to start up and i realized that i asked myself does that make me an addict and the answer was yes it does because when you always need something to do something then you're addicted to something. That means that there's something deeper. So then I started analyzing myself. Well, where is that rooted in? And then that's where I used all my coaching on myself and stuff like that. So just to give you a little bit of insight on how I coach people and I help people get sober, people with addictions of cocaine, people with addictions of pornography. For men, I talk about addictions to pornography and masturbation. Okay, two subjects that if you were, you've seen the Wolf of Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he asked the guy, uh, Matthew McConaughey, he asked the guy, hey, what are your numbers? He's like, what do you mean? How many times do you jack off a week? He's like, uh, three. And then he says, oh, those are rookie numbers. Let me tell you that masturbation for men uh, is the reason why they don't, they're not having the level of success that they have because they're wasting their seed. They have no self-control. And then it affects the marriages and the relationships with the woman. 
I guarantee you that if you give up masturbation and pornography, your 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 focus for work is going to go up. You're going to have motivation to work out because you have all this testosterone. If you don't believe me, Mike Tyson went five years without busting. Look, look it up. He had, they interviewed him for, uh, and, and he said that. And it's like, no, trust me, if I don't go out without ejaculating for five years, I'm going to be biting ears and knocking people out too, you know? <laughs> yeah, get that knockout king status. Judith, quit the porno, Judith. Quit the porno. All right, I will. I'm just kidding. Jesse knows Please. everything, so I'm like, he knows I'm not. Okay. I know. He knows I don't do that. He knows that. Oh, I don't. I don't know what I don't know. <laughs> That's I don't true. Know what I don't That's know. True. People always agree. Um, yeah. Well, since Judith was, was kind of like talking, and we're talking about congratulations again on three years. Does it? Is it hard now? When you, is it hard? It's still hard every day. Nah, it's easy. It's easy because I got to, it, it's always easy when you get to the root of it because everything is rooted in something. Once you address that, then it, it's there. For So for instance, some guys drink in, in reality it's to numb themselves because uh, they don't think they're good enough, you know? Like they need alcohol to approach an, an attractive woman. So what they really need help with is not the alcohol, but the fact that they don't think they're good enough. So once you address that, it's easy. But however, there were times in the 14th, 16th, 18th mark that for whatever reason on a hot day, and you guys know, you guys are in Texas, it's hotter over there. Mm-hmm. Liquor store after liquor store, all of a sudden your, 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 old, your old thirst comes up like, man, dude, a nice cold beer right now is the perfect remedy for this heat, right? So yeah, there was two days that I experienced that, but I just like pushed past it. Nice. Um, well, I only asked because um, before you jumped on, we were, Judith and I were talking and I told her, I just said a throwaway joke. I was like, ah, come on. It's because Judith is because I'm sober now, Judith. That's why. <laughs> and so she was saying, oh, congrats, congrats. And I was like, no, there's no congrats. I didn't, I didn't make it like a, it wasn't like a choice choice. It was just like a choice now. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Like it was, it's not a permanent choice forever, I would think. I don't know. Well, it's something you have to make right now in order for you to get healthy, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, and, and you see my skin. <laughs> that all the time. That's good. I love you, Jesse. One of the one of the things, one of the things that the alcohol, like removing the alcohol, does it. It helps you with the skin. And if you notice, I talk about this all the time because one of the things is I currently live with a Vietnamese family. Mm-hmm. Most of our Latino culture, as they get older, they all look the same. They look like the tapatio man, but. 150 pounds heavier the mustache the the hair and why is that well it's our habits you know manteca 10 tortillas cuantos platos quieres cuantos frijoles de arroz it's like what we eat and then most of us latino culture they drink either a cold beer or a cold coke with their drinks it freezes up your esophagus and then all the fat stays here so most mexicans is a boom boom and that's something that i do want to change you know i want to change the i want to break generational curses you talked about it earlier for the life coaching, you know, I want to normalize mental health in our community because uh, you already know, like the way our parents talk, chances are you, my parent, my dad talks the way your dad talks and we grew up with the same thing. And it's not normalized to, to talk about like, Hey, I'm dealing with something. So for so long, people carry weight that it'll affect you. So I want to normalize mental health, you know? Well, yeah. a lot of it, I feel, is, like, people care too much of what they think. Like, it's probably, like, within my parents and then their parents. Like, we don't know what they went through. Yeah. So, and then it comes to us, too, you know? Like, 
And now yeah, I don't care what people think. <laughs> I'm just yeah, saying. It's generational. And, and, yeah. and, and what happens is we take people's beliefs on and then we create that as our reality you know mm -hmm. so for me my dad would say my dad would say no sirves para nada and i'd be like three-year-olds four-year-old five-year-old like when he would tell me go get me a certain piece for the mechanic for the car or if i would mess up no sirves para nada so all my life i heard no sirves para nada no sirves para nada now that's negative self-talk you tell you don't tell to uh, a child especially mm -hmm. somebody whose love language for me is words for me words are power you know i i only say what i mean and I'm not like, you know, so I grew up with a low self-esteem. It didn't matter that I was, you could say, physically attractive. If women find me physically attractive you, you, or successful, all the friends, no matter what I did, the negative belief que no servía para nada was state. But see, if you look deep, that probably got passed down onto him, et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's powerful. The Latino community, we, we get to uh, give back, normalize yeah nah, for sure um all right judith i've sort of spilled my guts let's talk about you instead. i'm proud of you i'm very <laughs> proud of you i was just like i just i was just getting fat tur um and i can say that because that's how i felt mm -hmm. um and i just wanted to make a change i wanted to be healthier i wanted to get healthier and i think it it, it did stem from the fact that you know i came I like i you know same thing college party you know, a lot of freedom to do so. Uh, but I think 2020 really made a change in the fact where it made it to where it made me realize I didn't like going out anymore. But also, I did like to like hang out and mm -hmm. go too hard too fast. But it was just too convenient and too easy to do it at home. So I was like, nah, nah. Uh, mm -hmm. I started feeling crummy and started getting very low energy. And I was like, this is not me, you know, and my stomach is crap. So I, I needed to get healthy, healthy. So I just stopped. So I can say right now today, I'm one month over. It's not a lot, but That's it's also not a, a big lot. deal because I, I want to say it's not a big deal. Like, I don't want to go to where like, you know, I had a huge addiction. I don't want anybody to think that I was really addicted or and minimized efforts that other people do you know people that have you know a, a stronger a, a larger obstacle to reach one month i think for me it was just that decision of like i want to get healthy like i want to work out more again and that's it so mm -hmm. i don't want to take i don't want to take any power from anybody who did struggle to get to their first month versus me just saying hey all right it's time to make a change and do it you know, but I feel like that's a big accomplishment because it takes a lot of oh, energy to get there. Like, I still want to work out. And like, yeah. even with taking life coach lessons with Jesse, like he's on me, like you need to go run. You need to like, you know, and I still can't even get up there because I'm lazy sometimes and I still have yeah. to overcome that. So that's a I'm I'm proud of you, George. Yeah. Like, well, it's thank pretty you, thank awesome. You. No, bro. And, and I think what I'm hearing is somebody who's not giving themselves enough credit. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not yep. giving yourself enough credit and you're not and you're not acknowledging the fact that, no, dude, a month is a big deal. Let mm -hmm. me tell you something. A month is a big deal. It doesn't matter how what, what she used to do or anything. It, it, Yeah. Acknowledge it. And I would say celebrate. And here's the thing, too. When I help my clients through breakthroughs or addictions, things of that nature, uh, acknowledge every little win. And also, if you ever relapse, right, or if you ever fall back, 
Do not well, use the following words. Oh, here's the thing. I, I don't consider it. This is why I also won't give me much credit or think I deserve it because I'm not doing it. You're low, daddy net. No, no. So no, I used to be. Him. I used to be bigger. I used to be like like wider, and and I got into the health thing. So it's like I started working out, you know, because I realized that I was I was abusing alcohol. Like not that I was like going crazy, but it was like, dude, it's not healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I got yeah. I got I made. Yeah, and so for the same reason, but the thing is, I I don't want to. In my head right now, I'm not quitting forever. I'm quitting for right now, you know, like where it's like other people who have to quit for whatever reason. Like for me, it's like it's a right now thing. Like maybe later on, I'll get back into it, and you know, here and there, like at a barbecue or the celebrate that one time celebration you know once a month or something you know not looking for oh it's saturday i have to do it now it's mm. friday hey ufc is on i'm gonna you know i'm gonna drink because the ufc is on so stuff like i don't want it to get back to that like where i like you said earlier dependency is like oh we're doing something let's let's get a drink i want to do it it's like oh yeah you know it's been whatever i don't know point is is like i'm not doing it forever i'm doing it for right now and see what happens in the future you know I don't know if that makes hey, sense. You're one month. You're, you're 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 one month in. Trust me, things happen. Maybe you you maybe want, look. You're gonna get to the point. Let's just say it goes into a eleven month thing. Okay, check this out. It'll go to ten month, and then you're gonna be like, well, it'd be nice to say I went sober for a year, and then you'll be like, well, let me go two more months, and then you reach that one year mark. And obviously, here's the thought process I had. Oh well, let me go celebrate by getting drunk and uh, <laughs> like, no. celebrating that I've been one year sober. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, wait a minute. It's not that it defeats a purpose. It's what I used to be able to drink before I was sober. And now that I'm so, oh man, one little thing, I'll probably like be like, like all of it, you know? So either way, it's a huge win for you. I think it's great for one month for you to say that because mm-hmm. you're an example to your other friends. Hey man, if you did it for a month, why don't you try it for a month? Just do it a month, see what happens, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause there's some people that need it without, you know? So for you to say that you did it for a month, other people would be like, well, if he did it for a month, I think I could do one month and you're going to change a lot of lives that way, you know? A lot of our bros, a lot of our, you know, a lot of men out there, they drink a lot. Yeah, yeah. So whoever needs it, like, it, it is, I don't know if it was hard. I think it was more like just acknowledging, hey, I don't have to, or mm-hmm. I don't have to go buy it kind of thing. And then once I didn't go buy it, I didn't have it in the house. I wasn't, like, the itch went away after a week. Like, after, mm-hmm. like, a week, I was like, oh, I don't, I don't feel it anymore. Like, I don't feel like I need to. Mm-hmm. But I guess for other people it may be harder than a week. But every day, for some people it's every day. Uh, for me, it's not every day. Like I don't get the the need to do it every day. Where I, you know, I don't get that every day is a fight thing for me. I know mm-hmm. for some it is, but for right now it hasn't been. But that's the thing. One month here we go. <laughs> oh, bro, that's a good one, man. Treat mm-hmm. yourself out to a good win for that one. A, a, a fat steak or something. <laughs> well that's the other problem i'm also cutting off a lot of bad things so <laughs> not just the alcohol just there i just need to lose a lot of here <laughs> a cheat day one cheat day, one cheat day. uh <laughs> judith let's i think it's about time to get into the life coach thing so judith how did you meet jesse and then we're going to talk about jesse's background into going into life coaching 
All right, 2H2Fers, this is the end of part one of this episode. The conversation's taking a pause. But Thursday, Jesse's going to continue to go too hard, too fast with us. Judith is going to continue to co-host. Uh, thanks for being here, Judith. Um, we're going to talk more. We're actually going to get into the life coaching stuff. I know we kind of just wanted to get to know Jesse in this first part. For anybody that wants a, a free consultation, reach out to me. My number is 562-285-5564. Just text I am ready. 562-285-5564. Follow me on all social media, especially TikTok and Life Coach Jesse. But with that said, Judith, what are you going to say? Make sure you watch the next episode. Go too hard, too fast on it. <laughs> it's really good, guys. It really is. But remember, dare to be you, dare to be weird. We'll see you guys on Thursday. Bye. Bye.